My Mom's Podcast is brought to you by Cure International. Cure heals kids. And then they tell them about Jesus. Find out more at my mom's website. Come to lifewithlisawilliams.com. This is this, this is life. This is life. 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 This is life with Lisa Williams. Hello. Look how simple that was. Look at that. We're just connected just like that. Bada bing, <laughs> bada bang, bada boom. That's because my friend Lisa Kyle, who just loves you, Dwight, she is praying for us right now. She just sent a text oh, saying, I'm praying Lisa for your conversation Kyle, thank with you. I know. I know. That's why I just know today is going to be great. I'm filled with anticipation and gratitude that I get to talk to Dwight, that we get to listen to Dwight, that Dwight's in our life. Just seconds before we started this conversation, I got a message, literally seconds, that said, it's from Izzy Knight. And out of the blue, he had no idea you and I are about to talk. He says, it's so cool that you have Dwight Bain on your show. He's such an awesome guy. I worked with him on some webinars once. Oh, so, Isn't that cool? Oh, I remember Izzy. Yes, yes, yes. He's a really cool guy. I remember him. He's really sharp. He I is like starting it. something called Hope. Let's see. It's Hope Debate, like Activate, but it's Hope Debate. <laughs> HopeDebate.com. And he's going to use it to put um, Christian podcasts out. And he wanted to know if this podcast could be a part of it. And I wrote back, Are you kidding? Yes. How you know? wonderful. I like mm-hmm. being around smart people. That makes me feel like I'm maybe one day going to be smart. <laughs> hey, I keep, keep we, we can only keep hoping, you know, we just keep reaching. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. What were you going to say about Izzy? I interrupted you. you I just think he's, he's just a really cool, he's one of those, um, I guess if he lived in New York, you would call him a hipster. He's just a really cool guy who's got a good grasp of technology. Um, mm-hmm. And the thing I like about uh, people like Izzy is he looks at something and, and, and I kind of talk my way through you know, I'm a verbal processor. Me too. And and he would look at it and then listen. And I thought, what an amazing quality to be able to listen. I, I, I Man, if I knew how to listen, I could do something in my life. <laughs> well, I like it because I know that uh, these emerging technologies give us a chance to be able to truly bring um, more hope and more peace. Because uh, Mother Teresa, on her last visit to the United States before she passed away, Mm-hmm. They said, what do you think is the biggest problem in the United States? And they thought maybe she would say abortion or something and, and, and or murder. She said, no, 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 no. Loneliness. She said, you're the most lonely people in the world. Wow, Dwight. And so being able to create opportunities, you know, like a hope debate and being able to say, how can we help each other? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and part of it is just what we're doing right now, Lisa. It's for you and I to be able to have a conversation just like we were sitting in a coffee shop and then there's somebody sitting by themselves, you know, in one of those leather couches at Starbucks or sitting at a table by themselves and say, Hey, wait a minute, you know, could you come sit with us? Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll do that at conferences or events. Uh, I Mm -hmm. went to an event in Chicago with Jim Hogue from Z88.3 radio. Uh, We went to the Willow Creek leadership conference in Chicago last year. And uh, we made it a point at every meal function to sit with different people and especially looking for people that were Mm -hmm. sitting alone. Because mm-hmm. uh, Jim was so good about being able to spark conversations uh, of, hey, I wonder what this person's story is. And it was just a great way to say, look for the lonely person and sit at the table with them. And then you won't then, be a lonely person either. Nobody will be a lonely person. <laughs> right? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's really cool. I, I, for some reason, have a person on my mind right now really strongly. Her name is Teresa. We've never met in person, but um, we're friends through Facebook. I think through radio is how we became Facebook friends. She heard me on the radio, and she listens to this podcast um, every day, you know, and Aww. I have watched her life because of her listening to the podcast and she's been very positive publicly about it. And she's begun to share over the last eight months, you know, we've shared stories with each other, you know, offline, you know, this is what I've been through and she's sharing, you know, this is what I've been through. And I've kind of watched her, um, uh, emerge or uh, I see healing emerging in her. Um, when I think of being lonely, you know, her story was difficult. What happened in her life it's been very, very difficult. And I do feel like in a way she has felt alone, but she sent me a message today when I was asking the question about what motivates. That's the question I asked right. yesterday, you know, what motivates you? And her response to what motivates her was really profound. And it was about her own story, you know, figuring out who she is and figuring out what her story is about and why her story wow. matters. And I see a woman who kind of seemed a little bit lonely and, and more in pain, I guess, more than maybe lonely, more in pain. And now I see this woman who's emerging like a flower bud. Yeah. Like, oh, Teresa, you don't even know yet what God's going to do with your story, with your life. You know, she's not alone. We've been able to share our stories and we've been able to grow together. So, Yeah. And see, yeah. that's the part... Uh, it really leads into the conversation about motivation because on some words, you know, here's kind of just a really simple way to look at it. Some words will explain what the word's really about. Um, and motivation is one of those words because if you look at the root of the word, it's like, oh, I get it. For, for instance, uh, use the word disciple, mm -hmm. right? So disciple is a word that basically means a learner. Somebody who's just a very learned student. Mm -hmm. So if I am, and here's where you put the, the root on the end of the word in, in, um, in the English language. So if I have discipline, mm -hmm. then I am just essentially putting feet and application to being a disciple. A student. Right? A, student a student of Christ. A student of the word. A student of wisdom. Fitness. To gain. Fitness? You can, yeah, you can be disciplined about um, keeping your house not cluttered and making up your bed and doing the dishes. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you can be yeah. disciplined about a lot of things, but why do some people, and, and remember, I've been a counselor over 30 years, and so I've seen some people that will have big fights about the kitchen is not clean. And the person will say, well, the dishes are in the sink soaking, the kitchen is clean. And the other person will say, no, because to them, their idea of, of clean, their, you know, the way they interpret that is, uh, no, it's got to be washed and put in back into a cupboard, right? So what are you saying? Well, I'm saying that if I take the word motivation. Wait, wait, go back to discipline real quick. So on the, oh. the kitchen, a student of fitness, you mentioned a student of what yeah, if you're somebody, saying. If somebody believes in fitness, if they truly believe that, hey, guess what? They don't struggle with exercise. Okay, so so... But what I, when you said dis, uh, discipline or disciple, you said someone who's a student. Yeah. So somebody who's a learned saying, student. They really so, yeah. understand that topic. And then if they're disciplined about it, you know, if I'm disciplined about my faith in Christ, it's not just something I talk about. It's something that I do. I don't have to tell you, 
rah, rah, let me put a Jesus sticker on me. I am a Jesus follower because you can just look at me and go, man, that person's a Jesus follower. Right? So motivation. Okay, so oh, okay. I have to go back to discipline because the kitchen, you got me with the kitchen story because, you know, there are two adults who live in my house. One of them really likes the house clean. Yeah. The, the other one loves the house clean, but sometimes feels fine when it's messy, knowing that it will be clean very soon. Right. And you're when you said that, it kind of sparked in me being a student of um, keeping a house is a big deal to me because it's it's a lot of work and it takes a lot of organization, not yeah, necessarily that it's a lot of work. And so being a student of, OK, let's have this system. Lisa Kyle is someone who helps me with this, you know, just having systems, you know, considering what's important. It's important to my husband that the kitchen be clean, but. That may not come naturally. So I become a student of, well, here's a system. I put the dishes yeah. here. I, I wipe the counters. Sure. I make sure we do this. So it's a discipline. And Great. I'm a disciple of how to keep the house clean because it matters. There you go. I get it. Okay. Right. But, but, but I, I'm only going to be disciplined to the degree that I'm, I'm, I'm learning something. Right. So some people grow up and what they learned about, and this is I, probably a bad example because it can get confusing. But if what I learned about keeping a house clean, right? So if I'm a disciple of what I learned from my mom and dad, usually that's where you get it. Uh-huh. Then my discipline, I wish I had a whiteboard because the <laughs> discipline is the end result. The discipline is the application. The discipline is I can see if somebody's life is disciplined. If they tell me I am disciplined about my money, then I can say, great, let's look up your FICO score, your credit score, and let's just take a look at that bad boy. If they say I am disciplined about keeping my house clean, guess what? I can measure that one. I can see if they're disciplined about money or keeping their car clean or if they're disciplined about anything. I can see what they believe. Remember, discipline just flows out of being a disciple, a student. So if somebody says, I'm disciplined about really investing in my children's education and, and how I help them with homework, right, then I can, I can measure that. So we look at the root word. And then we're able to see the application of the word and we go, okay, is there integrity? Do these things line up as a one-to-one -one correlation, right? In a household, if both of the partners who live in that house say, here's what we believe, here's what we've learned about cleaning, you know, keeping a clean, orderly house that will not have germs or insects in a kitchen. Right. They both believe that. They both do that. There's one, there's no conflict. Two, it becomes easier because it's just part of a discipline. It's part exactly. of the application. Yeah. If I believe mm -hmm. it's important to wipe down a countertop because I don't want to have bugs in my kitchen after I cook something, you know, you don't want to have ants, you don't want to have roaches, you don't want to have critters. Hey, guess what? If you believe that, you won't struggle that much with doing it because it flows out of your understanding. Now, let me take the same thing because we're talking about motivation. All right. I'm ready now. I'm ready. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so motivation is just the end application of a word called motive. Oh, sure. Right? So motive is a belief. You know, what is my motive? I'm motivated to do things that are important to me. What is my motive? You know, when my wife says, hey, honey, let's watch another episode of Downton Abbey that we've seen twice. <laughs> yes. Is her motive. <laughs> That's normal. That's a normal is her, thing. Is her motive to say the writing on Downton is so good that we have to watch it twice to see what, you know, what, what, what Lady Crawley really meant by her interpretation? Or 
Could her motive be, hey, hon, I want to spend some time with you, and here's a way that we can do it, and we can make our little British tea, and we can have this little episode of time together. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it makes her feel comfortable. The show makes sure. her feel comfortable. You make her feel loved and comfortable. She wants to be with you. So it's her motive is to spend time together, spend time together and feel at peace. Right. So sometimes when a person says, hey, let's do blank and they're really motivated, you know, in our culture, motivation, you know, people talk about goal setting and motivational seminars and workshops. OK, you know, hold, hold the phone because motivation just flows out of, of what's important to you, what your motive is. Mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. my motive is to goof off at work, then my motivation is to play Candy Crush or <laughs> Words with Friends. <laughs> so, no, wait, so that's what motivates you. I just want to goof off, so I'm motivated to play Candy Crush. Because to yeah. me, motivation is a, an energy word. Like it's, okay. it, it, To me, it means motion. You know, um, okay. like... Like what motivates me and I could be wrong, but I always feel like whenever I hear the word motivate, I almost want to take a step forward or I see like the wheels turning because um, this is what propels me. But what and so what you're saying is, yes, what propels you is your motive. Like what if is somebody, it you want? Yeah. If somebody wants a better job. See, what I want to I want to call people out. And when I say people, I mean me. I want to get us to stop talking so much. And move into the category of doing. Because if somebody says, I am motivated. Uh, a friend of mine yesterday said, I've lost my job. My company's gone out of business. I am motivated to get a job. And I said, great. That's fantastic. I'm sorry to hear about your company closing, but tell me what you're doing. Well, I'm not doing anything. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. Because if somebody's motivated to get the new job, they're making phone calls. They're updating their LinkedIn profile. They are aggressively reaching out to other companies. They are positioning their resume. They are calling former mm-hmm. contacts. They they are calling, finding you know, the college that they went to and asking for the job placement office. That, because if I'm motivated about something, and here's where I think people get in trouble because somebody will say, yeah, I love my, I love my marriage partner. I love my kids. But to say that, and then you never do anything because you're busy goofing off watching something on Facebook or watching a ball game. It's like, no, it doesn't match. It doesn't line up. If I'm motivated about something, you'll be able to tell. At uh, least today, somebody tried to sell me a multi-level product and told me mm-hmm. how fantastic it was because one of the kids is sick. And, and, and they were very motivated because they believe, one, in the product. Remember, this flows out of belief system. And they believe that the product will help one of our kids who's sick. Great. But then there's also a cash flow thing. Because, hey, I'm going to get paid if I'm a salesperson to help you get this product that's going to solve a problem in your family. I don't think it was driven by the ultimate motive of money. I think it was driven by to help one of the kids feel better. And this person really believes that this this multi-level product is going to help, right? Uh But you can see what somebody's motivated about by watching them, by listening to them. You know, if you if you were sitting in my office right now, you'd see my library is so overflowing with books, I'm embarrassed. It is like, oh my gosh, there's not a there's not an inch of shelf space. It's crammed on top of each other. It looks like a cluttered, junky mess. And 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 sometimes Sheila will come in and she'll say, You have to get rid of some books. And that's like saying I have to cut off my fingers. It's like Seriously. It's like you have to oh give away gosh. one of your children. You can't do that. No. I feel the same way. My husband says the same thing. Like, can we weed through the books? I'm like, <gasps> No. Yeah, it's like these are these fr- these are these are friends that have gotten me through some pretty tough times. But see, I'm not 
motivated because my belief is these books are not hurting anyone. These innocent little books. I mean, you know, I mean, some of them are coloring books. I haven't even finished all the pages yet. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Motivation. She's motivated to make things, you know, she said people would take you more seriously if it were more professional and if it all looked, you know, like one of those ads in a magazine. And I said, one, I think they're, they're going to look at my little bald head and say, no, I can't even take them seriously. <laughs> but the other part, I'm not motivated, and that can be a source of conflict, which is why at home, our library is behind leaded glass bookshelves that are very pretty. I mean, it looks like a picture in a magazine. Mm -hmm, because my she's office, motivated, right. Well, she's motivated by that look says this place is organized. And yes, we're, we like books and we're scholarly, but they're very, they're in the right place. And behind glass, the keeps the dust off of them, mm -hmm. right? But if you use books a lot and you read them a lot, and so here at my office where I work, they're just cluttered everywhere. I'm not motivated. I don't want to throw away my, 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 my little friends, my little books, um, but if I ever do have a book sale, I'm going to let you know. Okay. Uh, well, it's really good. One thing that, you know, jumped out at me, that has got my brain stirred up is there can be multi, uh, multi motivations, you know, oh, yeah. like for sure. I mean, I, I just hadn't thought about it because I always land on love and Jesus, right? I'm God's girl. And I was like, well, let's <laughs> God's just land on what, girl. you know, like for sure I am nothing if there's not love. So if love's not at the bottom of my motivation force, but Alongside of the love that has to be present, um, I remember when I did mornings on Caleb, there were many mornings that I got up because of that paycheck. I mean, I'm called to Christian radio, radio. I'm motivated to be an encouragement. I'm motivated to laugh and have fun and do radio for lots of reasons because it makes me feel good, because it makes other people feel good, all these things. But there were some days I'm like, I don't want to go. I just want to stay in my bed, but we need to eat. So I'm going to go. So it was like, Sometimes I, I hyperjudge myself like, well, you can't be motivated by money. But truth is, a lot of us work because we're motivated by the fact we have to eat and have a house, right? So there's exactly multi, right. multi-motivations. Yeah. It's not well, just one thing, but maybe motive. they're all out of love if you're in Christ. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't want to over-spiritualize it. I can't sometimes, help myself. <laughs> sometimes I am motivated, heavily motivated, do not get in my way because I've got to get to the dry cleaners before they close for the weekend because I need to have pressed shirts for, you know, for Sunday. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Motivation can be a lot of things. Motivation for some people can be do not get in my way because I got to get my Starbucks to get my day going. Motivation mm -hmm. is why we get up and do things. Simon Sinek wrote a book called Start With Why, and the concept behind it is motivation. People, humans, do things for a reason. You know, there's something behind it. A, a great example of that is if people who have dogs know that dogs will sit, especially if you have food, and they will watch you. And if they're not well-trained, they will be up on you. It's like, please give me your chicken. I'm going to die if you don't give me your chicken. Highly motivated. Highly motivated. They are motivated. <laughs> but I watched a show, TV show called The Dog Whisperer, and it was really interesting because Caesar, the dog whisperer, pointed out how that, that dogs are pack animals, and they watch the alpha to be able to see, okay, what's he doing? What's she doing? Because they're trying to determine something for their own agenda, which frequently – has something to do with their tummies. It's like they are highly mm -hmm. motivated by, mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. you have food, or I think you're about to get food. This is going to end up in food. This is a good, good thing. 
motivation can be spotted by what we do. Motivation can be spotted more by what we do than what we say we do. You know, oh, that's how many so good. Yeah, so how many good. people, you know, they say, I don't watch Dwight. I do not watch a lot of TV. I hardly watch TV at all. And I'll say, well, how come your, your life is so cluttered with stuff? <laughs> if you don't watch TV, where does your time go? And, and, and you, so you work eight hours, you drive half an hour each way. Okay, so there's nine hours. And then how much do you sleep? Okay, you sleep seven hours. Okay, how long, you know, to take a shower and cook a meal or two? And usually there's going to be like six or seven or eight hours of time. And it's like, here's where I'm confused. Because if you don't watch TV and you don't do Facebook, play what video do you games. Do? Yeah, what what are do you do? Yeah. Well, and the thing is, that's why I want to, because people will, I'm telling you, trying is lying. And people lie a lot. When I say people, I mean me. Because back when I would say, I don't watch that much TV, but I didn't have any time to read. I didn't have any time really for Sheila um, and, and to do things as a couple because I was busy and sometimes it was with email or sometimes it was with video games or sometimes it was watching reruns of a TV show I'd already seen. And what I was revealing was my priorities. Uh-huh. How you live your life reveals your motives. I can find out what you believe by watching your motivation. So if somebody says, I'm just not motivated, all they're telling me all they're telling me is they either don't know what they believe or they feel so poorly about themselves they're afraid to try or they have such a low sense of worth that they don't believe that God put them on this planet for such a time as this. Motivation reveals belief system. Mm-hmm. And, and when we get motivated mm-hmm. about what mm-hmm. I genuinely believe, you know, the days are short. I mean, if, if, if we knew it was the last time we were going to see somebody that we love dearly, we wouldn't waste time, we wouldn't waste words, and we wouldn't sit and play Candy Crush. We would say, I'm going to spend time with that person that I love and care about. Mm-hmm. Or if you just believe your days are numbered on the earth, yeah. that you only have so much time and that you're here for a reason, you would be more motivated to study God's word, have him define your character, figure out your calling. If I see my time in God's word every day as time with the God of the universe, it's not really hard to sit down and spend time with the mighty God of the universe. That, that's not hard to get motivated about. But the times of my life where I wouldn't just go days, sometimes I'd go weeks, not really open a Bible. It's because I didn't really have a priority. I didn't really believe. And somewhere along the, the way I met Jesus, I met the real God of the universe, not religion. Because I did a lot of things out of religion and it didn't work, it didn't last. It just made me feel guilty. But when I was able to see God is real, and time with God makes me a better person. This is really important time. If I knew you were going to be within 100 miles, Lisa, we're really good friends, and I would say, oh, well, where can we meet? How can we you know, get connected? How can we spend some time, talk, catch up? And if I believe that about God, then I'm not going to struggle in my prayer time or in a devotional time. It's not a struggle anymore because I'm motivated because it flows out of my belief system. You change your belief system, you'll change everything.